Warp and Woof Radio at RadioNext.tv at the Cool Groove site. And we are pleased to be here uh, at 2131 East 10th Street. Uh, very, very, uh, very great place to be. I'm really happy to be here along with my brother. Uh, thankful, of course, for the opportunity to uh, engage in the uh, interaction, I guess what I would say, with... Um, with the community, we just saw some folks come in here. Uh, HB just put together a brand new program uh, every single day uh, now from 9 until 10, Monday to Friday. Uh, he's got a brand new program bringing the community together literally from around uh, this area. It's a really great thing to see. I just, uh, I just shook hands with uh, a man who's doing urban farming here uh, down here on 10th Street. Uh, great stuff going on down here in Indianapolis and we're really happy to be a part of it. Uh, you're listening to Warp and Woof Radio, radionext.tv at the Cool Groove site. And every single Wednesday from 10 until noon we come to you, and we are interested in bringing a Christian view of life and things, of all different kinds of ideas, uh, people, and programs. Uh, so, for instance, today we are going to be talking about the issue of refugees, refugees literally living amongst us here in Indianapolis. And we're going to have a couple ladies uh, come in, Jennifer and Winnie, uh, Jennifer is a Christian school teacher here in the area, and Winnie is uh, somebody who is has been a refugee eight years ago, is now uh, acclimated into our society and as an American, and we're grateful that she's here. But we're going to hear about their uh, personal stories. Jennifer uh, Nutter and her family have done yeoman's work for eight years, uh, helping uh, folks come across international boundaries, really, and come into their own here in the United States of America. And we're always happy when those kinds of things happen. But from a very uh, Christ-centered point of view, uh, we must say, so Jennifer and her husband and her family operate from that vantage point. Uh, the whole point of this particular show, for instance, is based on Titus 3. To do good, do good, do good, uh, chapter 3, 1, 8, and 14. Those uh, commands, that one command is repeated three times in those verses. And one of the things that we want to emphasize to people constantly is that the goodness that we have has been already given to us. So the good God who has created a good world uh, anticipates that his people, Christian people, are going to be good uh, within the culture in which they serve. And one of the greatnesses of this, uh, this radio station, uh, RadioNext.tv, uh, with H.B. Uh, Bell is the fact that you have a Christian brother who is bringing together community, uh, all community all the time, which is uh, the tagline for RadioNext.tv. So we're doing things down here in the urban core that are very important. As I mentioned, we're at 2131 East 10th Street, right across the street from the Bonner Center. All kinds of good things going on here in the uh, months to come, years to come. You'll see more high-profile community development here along this stretch of the urban core. But until that particular time, we're really anxious to investigate all different kinds of things uh, from a Christian point of view, and that's certainly what we're going to be doing today. We'll be talking about the issue of refugees and refugee status. In a few minutes, my brother, Dr. Clyde Posley, will be here from Antioch Baptist, pastor of Antioch Baptist. 
himself uh, a scholar. One of the uh, wonders of his life is that he's actually going to go back to school for a, a law degree. So you want to make sure to give a, a high five there to Dr. Clyde as he goes back to school. Uh, of course, I'm going back to school at IUPUI. I've been there for a couple of years doing a master's uh, study beyond uh, my terminal degree in English and literature and writing. So I'll be teaching actually a class down there at IUPUI this coming uh, fall, and we're really grateful uh, to be here. Actually, I see our guests uh, out there at the corner of 10th and Jefferson. Looking forward to uh, seeing them here in the studio in just a couple of minutes. So we're going to take a one-song break, and when we return, uh, we'll come back and talk about the issue of a biblical vantage point. What does a, the Scripture teach concerning refugees uh, from a Christ-centered point of view. We'll start in the First Testament, go to the Second, and of course highlight all of these things uh, from a Christian point of view. You're listening to Warp and Roof Radio at RadioNext.tv at the Cool Groove site. I'm going to take a one-song break. We'll be right back. We're Christian and we are back, Wisdom Warp and, and Roof Radio at RadioNext.tv at the Cool Groove site, and we are here every single Wednesday from 10 until noon, and we are dealing with issues and topics of great import to, to many folks across the Indianapolis area, as well, really, as across the nation. Uh, this is one of those programs uh, that actually goes beyond um, the terrestrial emphasis. Of course, when we talk about terrestrial radio, we're talking about this concept that we are landlocked. And this, as an Internet radio station, is not landlocked. There is no locking of anything, unless, of course, you have totalitarian states that are shutting off the Internet. Outside of that, however, uh, we have listeners from around the world, actually, folks that tune in, uh, that uh, hear our podcasts after the fact. I was just talking with somebody this week, actually, uh, who was a returning citizen, of all things, who said, uh, you know, I'm really interested in gentrification. I'm really interested in the concept of uh, seeing what's going to be next coming out of the city of Indianapolis. And he said, I'm, I'm interested in gentrification. Do you have anything on that? I said, yeah, man, we had a whole show on gentrification, which was really cool and really helpful uh, to everybody. And so he was uh, very, very pleased about the opportunity to actually get that uh, here in Indianapolis. But in this particular case, this week we're talking about refugee status, and we're talking about the idea and the concept of refugee uh, help. So we've got church folk that are actually coming in here in uh, the second hour to be interviewed by Dr. Clyde Posley and I to chat about such things. Dr. Clyde Posley joining me uh, here this morning. Glad to see you, brother. Uh, pull your chair on over so we can get you in the frame here. Heard there was a radio broadcast going on here. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So we want to make sure that uh, Dr. Clyde uh, gets in this uh, particular shot, too. We're actually on YouTube Live, and I haven't... Uh, been so much running around this morning. My little granddaughter's here with us. And oh, my goodness. I, I got all kinds of things going on, so I'm kind of dis discombobulated this morning a bit. But nonetheless, here we are, Dr. Clyde. And by the way, man, great preaching on Sunday. Oh. Thank you, man. It was great. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you for your presence, man. I'm humbled to hear you say that. I yeah, know. it was, man, I haven't, I haven't been that excited to be. Listen to preaching an hour long, by the way. Oh, well, thank, <laughs> thanks, thanks for ratting me out about that. But no, no, no. It was great to have uh, have you there, and uh, and other guests. I, I hear HB over there talking about. I'm not sure. It was 59 minutes. <laughs> 59. It was 59 minutes. minutes. No, thank you for, for being there. It's a part of a um, 
great series I'm starting about mental health and true Christian ministry. Yes. True Christian service. Yes. And how the two should have a relationship at all times. Isn't that the truth? Yeah. And this is a, it was a marvelous uh, preachment, but mm-hmm. as uh, beyond that, it, it goes to the issue of what you and I have been interested in doing, and that is to bring cultures together. And what we are doing, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. So I actually had uh, one of our elders from our church and his family came down mm-hmm. and shared time there with us uh, on Sunday. So it was a great day, and we're really happy to have been part of your church and part of that church service. Uh, today we're talking about the issue of refugee status, and uh, of course, as we always do, approaching this from a biblical vantage point. Uh, so let's start where um, Scripture starts, which is in the First Testament, uh, the Old Testament, and let's talk about, uh, for instance, what does uh, what does Proverbs have to say about ministering to others? I'll just uh, make a few comments here. Uh, some of the Proverbs that uh, I've noticed, uh, Proverbs 11:12 says, Whoever belittles his neighbor lacks sense, but a man of understanding remains silent. 12:26 from Proverbs, One who is righteous is a guide to his neighbor, but the way of the wicked leads them astray. And then uh, 14, 21, and 22, Whoever despises his neighbor is a sinner, but blessed is he who is generous to the poor. This it really mm. strikes me as, uh, you know, talk about getting hit right in the solar yeah, plexus. Man, that's, that's, I'm just sitting here. <laughs> you know, the first thing I'm thinking about, uh, uh, Dr. Echo, is how we define neighbor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, what, how, how broad are we willing to be Yes. with, right. with, with, with that term? Right. Uh, because we're going to get into, as, as you know, well, of course you know, uh, New Testament scriptures about it. But we're starting here in, in, in the first of the Old Testament. What, 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 what do we classify as a neighbor? Yes. Uh, the Bible, because often people have assumed uh, in a narrow scope that neighbor simply means who I can reach out and touch. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we live in a world today where this very issue. Mm-hmm. Is is at play? Mm-hmm. Um, are people outside of our city, state, and country mm-hmm. our neighbors? Yes. And do we have a response? Do Christians? Mm-hmm. That's what our show focuses on right. primarily. Do Christians yes. have a responsibility? Yes. Uh, to people outside of our borders, mm-hmm. and if so, what is that responsibility? Right. Can we put the Bible aside mm-hmm. and make any decisions about that? Right. Now, we, we should be quick to add to everybody listening, uh, and I'll pick up the podcast later on, that we're not talking about government policy here, though we right. could talk about po- government policy. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about, look, whatever the government does, it's going to be one way or the other. Our responsibility. What, as, as Christians. Right. As Christians. It, it, as, exactly. So I just want right. everybody to know that we're not talking about Immigration, right. this illegal is not that, immigration. This not is not the topic. Yeah. But uh, and, and and at the same time, with that said, uh, whatever we do as Christians is supposed to set the tone. Yes, there it is for what government does. Right for what for uh, because we are we have declared ourselves mm-hmm. the founding fathers of the Constitution were adamant about making the Constitution a Christian document. Mm. Mm. One nation. Mm. Under God, under God, indivisible, with unity mm. and justice for all, mm. and so we, we as Christians, we establish our, uh, we we establish not only we 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 perform that constitution, secondary to our performance or as a result of our performance, our commitment to a performance of the scripture, mm-hmm. 
I want to say that again. I want to be more clear with it. You know, we as Christians, we need to perform or carry out or live out the Constitution um, as a as an expression of our commitment to Scripture, yeah. to living out the Bible. Yes. And so, uh, if why is that important? Because the Bible outlines, as you just started with the book of Proverbs, outlines how we ought to treat a neighbor. Mm-hmm. And so, if if the Bible outlines how how we should treat a neighbor, it it should take out class. Mm, it should go. take out race. Yes. It yes. should take out gender. Mm-hmm. It should take out um, uh, uh, economic. Uh, what, what is the economic windfall or, mm-hmm. or 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 deficit from helping someone? That's right. And we'll talk about that a little bit later. But and, and this this among um, maybe above most topics that we talk about requires the authority of scripture for us to be moral here. Mm, absolutely true. Absolutely true. One of the things that uh, strikes me as I hear you make your good comments is the uh, that, yes, this applies to government, and you're absolutely right, we should be uh, a witness to our government, uh, right. certainly to the population. Exactly. Uh, but one of the other things uh, that we ought to be wary of is the fact that our closest neighbor is in our home. Our closest neighbor is in our home, so I think that's really important for us to recognize. They're going, yeah. Uh, th- this is a really important idea to recognize: is that uh, our children, our wives, our husbands, are are our closest neighbors. Right, right. My mother, my mother, who 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 is at peace uh, in paradise. Mm. Um, used to tell me that charity starts at home mm-hmm. and spreads abroad. Okay. Uh, the, 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 uh, you know, I'm about to say something. I know we have some people who understand legislature and all that today. My mother used to whoop, spank us. You know, she and, and we call it whooping back then. And the, the worst whooping I got, I've told this story from the uh, from the pulpit, was once that uh, my sister, my closest sister uh, in age to me. Uh, wanted some some candy that I had. Mm. There was a Mike's stopping shop we got get candy from, and uh, one of my friends wanted some candy too. Mm. They both had their hands out at the same time. I chose to give a friend of mine some candy, and uh, told my sister, you know, I'm silly, I'm a kid, get away. No, I'm I'm keeping this the rest of this for me after having given. Mm. My mother saw that. Mm. She snatched me up to the porch and she uh, explained to me how horrible that was mm. and and she and i remember that's the first time i understood uh that principle yeah uh that that charity true charity starts with the ones you can reach first mm-hmm. it starts at home mm-hmm. if if a, if a person claims christianity but is not nice to their wife doesn't oh, yeah. treat their children well oh, yeah. doesn't, doesn't doesn't try to meet the, doesn't try to meet the needs at home first mm-hmm. the needs you can't meet all the wants right. but you, you, you know but try to meet the needs at home first yes. Then, then, then there's no there's no true charity that that you're, that you're participating in outside. We cannot yeah. live as hypocrites. We That's have right. to live as uh, true believers in Jesus and right. follow the dictates that He's established for us. So this is a really important concept here. And by the way, this comes all the way uh, from the Book of Genesis. So Absolutely. the earliest chapters and, in and one do. and two, uh, we have a, a microcosm, uh, dr- dramatic display in chapter two of a man and a woman, yes, gender is involved here, but you have two people coming together 
who are now responsible to each other. Mm -hmm. And so this responsiveness to each other is born and bred within the earliest statements of the first book of the Bible. Absolutely, absolutely. And and, 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 and it speaks to how, it, it, it tells us a, some determining factors as to how God favors and prospers or does not favor and does not prosper mm -hmm. people. Yes. The, fundam the first indication that we get, and, and Peter speaks to it later, I think, in First Peter chapter 3, he says... Um, uh, lo about loving your wife and giving honor to the weaker vessel, not in the sense that she's mentally or anything weaker like that, but she's a smaller vessel. She's not designed to do the workload that a, physically that a man is giving honor to, uh, that you be because you're joint heirs to the grace of life. Mm -hmm. And he says that your prayers be not hindered. Mm -hmm. So let's take that back to what you just brought up in Genesis. So we have the first example of, of being neighborly and kind and the results of being neighborly and kind at the same time. Mm -hmm. And if a man, so so if Adam does not treat Eve well, he can he should not expect the ultimate favor of the Lord. Mm -hmm. So 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 in keeping with your overarching point, the first stewardship of of, to, of being neighbor mm -hmm. neighborly is is at home. Yes, Scripture also says, "He that findeth the wife findeth a good thing, mm -hmm. and obtaineth the favor of the mm -hmm. Lord." So, so, so there, there's a second uh, uh, witness in Scripture that how a man treats his wife mm -hmm. that has has great influence on what God thinks he, he he will do with with more favor. Yes, yes. Because if 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 you won't be a good steward of favor, you shouldn't expect that God's <laughs> going to be giving it to you because you won't handle, you won't glorify Him with it. Right. This is a this is a very powerful and important idea here that uh, we have uh, a favor that's been given to us by God, one that is a universal supernatural understanding, and one of course that uh, has its presence not only in the authority of Scripture but in the eternal authority of God Himself. Uh, we're going to come back and when uh, after a short musical break, but when we do, we're going to. Uh, highlight some very practical, applicable steps to understanding what it is that we have responsibility for to our neighbor. And then beyond that, uh, we're going to be getting into some New Testament passages that discuss these uh, very ideas and talk more about this. You're listening to Warp and Woof Radio at RadioNX.tv at the Cool Groove site. Our discussion topic today is refugees in Indianapolis, but beyond that, we're talking and beginning a biblical authority base of authority based on neighborliness We'll be right back. And we are back. Warp and Woof Radio, Radio Next.TV at the Cool Groove site. And we come to you from 2131 East 10th Street, right across the street from the Bonner Center in the urban core of Indianapolis. And we are pleased as punch to be here. I don't think I've even <laughs> said that before, pleased as punch. But I'm looking across at my brother HB over there. Got a big smile on his face. He is thrilled to be here. Uh, right here in the urban core of Indianapolis, and I'm thrilled to be with my brother, Dr. Clyde Posley. Delighted to be here as oh, usual. Oh, man, it's so good to be together and talking about this very important discussion about refugee status in Indianapolis, as well as this concept of neighborliness. One of the things that uh, struck me as uh, we were talking off air is is that you just need to bring forward this concept that you were uh, telling me and share it with everybody. Yeah, you know, I, I was thinking about... Um, the, the human condition, and 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 uh, the various roles that seeing the plight of, of other people uh, can play in the lives of of, of other humans, of, of they can play in our own lives. 
and and I, and I and I was discussing the notion that 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 the up uh, the condition of others is a constant test that humans are a constant test of who we are and where we are with God. Mm-hmm. We we why why we are never trying to should never be attempting to create a, a terrible um, condition in other people. Uh, but because they exist, because of the natural effects of sin on the universe and the presence of sin is devastation, the poor we have with us always, mm-hmm. the, uh, the sick we have uh, with us always, the, the, the uninformed, the, the, the mentally ill, the, the demonically suppressed or oppressed and sometimes possessed. So we have that. But how we handle it is a constant indicator of who, of who and where we are. Mm-hmm. What kind of stewards are we of humanity? Because the true character of a person is how they handle conditions around them. Yes. It, it, it can be said that what makes part of what is, is awesome about God, of the many things awesome about God, is, is his care, the multiplicity of his care for all conditions. Mm-hmm. In other words, he remains God in all situations. Mm-hmm. He has compassion, and people may not want to hear this, but even for, 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 for even the worst pedophile, mm-hmm. God still loves that person. That's right. Yep. Uh, for the richest person, God still loves that person. Mm-hmm. Uh, God, uh, not in favor of such horrible things as, as some of the world leaders have done in the past, but he still loves the world leader. Mm-hmm. There is no evil that makes God not love a person. Mm-hmm. Where are we with that? Oh, <laughs> Where are we with that? Because the worst person we actually know uh-huh. is ourselves. Oh, yeah. You don't really know anybody's sin like mm-hmm. you know yours. Yep. And so how we, how we steward that speaks to, in my, in my view, speaks to who we are. Because we do need to be constantly checking ourselves, mm-hmm. evaluating ourselves. Who am I? Am I living up? Am I being a hypocrite? Yeah. Which is, which is, which is a term for play acting. Mm-hmm. Presenting one reality when the, there's another true reality mm-hmm. that I'm hiding. That's what being a hypocrite is. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we, we, we need to ask ourselves, and God puts us, I believe, uh, Dr. Echoes, he, he guides us. It's the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. He guides us into place where proverbial wisdom, like we're discussing today, can be put into place. Mm. We can't, and you can't fix everything, but you can be led to a place where there are things you can fix. Yes. And you have opportunities. Yeah. People's conditions are our opportunities. Mm. People's conditions are our opportunities. That's a great line and one that really, of course, goes along with what Scripture teaches. Uh, We have a responsibility to accept the differences of others. And by the way, differences aren't just in color of skin or class. Uh, We're talking about differences in terms of intellectual prowess. We're talking about differences in terms of uh, giftedness, you know, how it is that you uh, approach issues and so on. There's right. all different kinds of intelligences right. we know. We talked about that last week. That's to, an important idea. Think. That's right. right. So giving space to people uh, is important. That means that uh, we're not going to always agree with everybody. And to your point about actually loving world leaders, wow, that's a statement, uh, certainly one that uh, goes beyond beyond anything that we see in the news media today about everything that we're reading there. Uh, We need to be listening to other people. But always, always, always our first responsibility is toward others. Mm -hmm. And I'm I'm thoughtful here, uh, Dr. Clyde, in in referencing this, that a statement out of Romans 12.3 that says very simply, plainly, to the point, that you should esteem others 
better than, than yourselves. yourselves. Oh my word! Now, uh, we we could have we could do a month about that. <laughs> Choosing to place others mm. as more important, yeah, than yourself, mm-hmm. man. <laughs> Now, come on. <laughs> and that means that we're pushing other people out in front of us. That means that right. other people are getting the spotlight. Right. That means that when, you know, Jesus' famous parable about, uh, look, it's a whole lot better to sit at the back end of the table and be invited to the front, but instead of going to the front and then being asked to go to right. the back of the table. Right. <laughs> that one just always hits me upside the head. And then the scripture talks about, you know, that it also warns us to think, to not to think more highly of ourselves mm-hmm. than we ought. Yes. It's not that you should not seem you, see yourself as valuable, but but <laughs> the re- part of the reason that it's important to see, esteem others more important than ourselves is the value in serving them. Mm. People's conditions are very valuable to us because it teaches us to love. Ah. It teaches us to love. We know Christ. We love him because he first loved us. Mm -hmm. While we were yet sinners, uh, Romans 5 and 8 says, Christ died for the ungodly. We are celebrating Christ as Christians Mm. because he came to and and died for a motley crew. (laughs) That's right. And we're not talking about the 1980s rock band either. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We're talking about all humanity here. Yes. He came and died for us. And and, and his supreme love, Mm. supreme love, is why he celebrated. Mm -hmm. You know, people, there there are several religions, and they have various views of the five major world religions. There are various views of what Christ's role is and all of that. And not to so much get into those, but I can tell you that as a Christian, my love for Christ is because of his abundant love for me. Yes. And when we talk about, you know, the esteeming others, how could a true Christian not want to serve others when you recognize what Christ has done for you? Mm. Galatians... I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Galatians, Galatians 6 says, if a brother be overtaken in the fall, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. ye who are spiritual, these Christians, yes. you are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness. But look what he says, uh, Dr. Eccles, considering yourself, mm-hmm. lest you also be tempted. Yes. So he says that, that part of how you are able to, and, and, and I'm paraphrasing, to esteem others more than yourself or deal with a person's condition hmm. is to think about what your condition was. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so so it, it, it's fair to say that, that then, then arguably it's fair to say that, that when people have trouble ministering to the needs of others, mm-hmm. like putting their needs above yours, mm-hmm. it's because you're not thinking about that. That's been done for you. Oh my. See, now this goes back to Leviticus and Deuteronomy. God says over and over again to the people of Israel, you know what it's like to be enslaved. Absolutely. So don't treat people Absolutely. that way. Absolutely. <laughs> so when we think about this in terms of refugee status, we're talking about the fact that, in essence, we have all been refugees spiritually. Right. And we have all been brought across the international boundary into God's love because of God's uh, initiative Absolutely. and choosing. And this is a huge issue for us when we stop to think about it and go all the way back to your original point, Dr. Posey. Go all the way back to this point of how I am responsible to live life 
because God has a, lives life this way, and this is the way he has made me to live my life, and therefore I should mirror God's attributes. Right. So if God does it, I should do it. Right. If he has served me, come down to my level, incarnation, Jesus dying on the cross, how much more then should that be my responsibility Absolutely. to others? If, 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 in, in a broader sense, and, and this, the, the, some of these concepts you know, we, we, we discussed uh, in, in, in school, in seminary, ultimately, everything that God has permitted in the life of Israel and in the life of humanity, whether it be uh, 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 Hebrews, uh, Samaritans, or Gentiles, mm-hmm. God has permitted pain, mm-hmm. not ordered, but permitted pain mm-hmm. for the express purpose of it becoming a type of thrashing floor through which you can learn mm-hmm. and 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 have compassion mm-hmm. for people. Mm-hmm. God's issue with Jonah was that he had no compassion mm-hmm. for the Ninevites because he didn't like them. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> he was trying to teach Jonah that you don't have to like someone. To treat them like I want them treated. Mm-hmm. In fact, there are times that it's justifiable not to not to have fellowship with someone who needs your care, a neighbor who needs your care. Mm-hmm. We don't have to have the same moral stance mm-hmm. for me to love to, me to treat you well. Mm-hmm. Because I'm not do I'm not moral because you're moral. Right. I'm moral because God has led me to be moral, or yes. trying to be moral. Yes. And so I'm going to serve you, not based on your ability to serve me back or whether or not you deserve it. Mm -hmm. Compassion cares not about who deserves it. Mm -hmm. Compassion is a commitment to get involved because you need it. Mm, Because you're suffering alongside the same pain that other people have done. Absolutely. These are important and powerful ideas. When we we were just talking about Leviticus and Deuteronomy, uh, here's just a summary of this in Deuteronomy 15. In fact, I've been sending some thank you notes out to some of our patrons this week who support Cominius. Amen. Uh, and, and actually uh, highlighting this particular passage, Deuteronomy fifteen seven to 11. How should we treat the poor? Listen to this passage here. For there will never cease to be poor in the land among you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you will open wide your hand to your brother, to the needy, and to the poor in your land. That's the phrase that I've been saying to everybody. Thank you for opening your hand wide to us. Right. And, of course, the, the opposite is also true in that passage in 7 to 11. It says you can either be open-handed or tight-fisted. That's right. So you can hold it to yourself and think, I'm going to take this with me. And, by the way, Don Henley sang a song that said, you don't see no hearses with no luggage racks. <laughs> <That's> so, <right. laughs> the only time you find in Scripture that God, uh, in a parable, Jesus has explained this in a parable, in, in a, I believe it's in the book of uh, uh, Matthew. I might be. Someone have to. We'll get it together. Is when uh, Jesus taught the parable about the man with the barn, and he said he instead of giving to the poor, mm-hmm. giving well, he would build bigger barns yes. to house yes. the favor that God had given him. <laughs> right. And the Bible says that God says, "Thou fool, mm-hmm. tonight mm-hmm. your soul is going to be required of mm-hmm. you," and and then leaves him. And the last thing he hears from God is a question. Whose things shall these things be now? Mm-hmm. That's right. You can't take it with you. You know, everything that we have in terms of, continuing with the notion of being neighborly, exists for everyone else. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, really, my wealth, your wealth, the, the reason that I made a, a, a pledge to commit is not because we're friends. Mm. 
I I see any income, my income, having a salary, having a job, having streams of income, are, be, are because my family has needs mm -hmm. and then my ministry has needs. Mm -hmm. it's, 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 it's just as simple as that. Mm -hmm. uh, and, uh, and all wealth is, I, I was talking to someone on the way here today, and I was telling, this will be quick, uh, I was talking about sowing and, and the importance of giving and sowing. Mm -hmm. um, there was a period in my life when I was working on my PhD, and I, I just didn't have this. Is this is probably two thousand? This is eighteen, probably two thousand ten. Okay, I had nothing. Yep, I'd gone through a, a major transition in my life, and had nothing. This just just had nothing. Had but this down the bread. And a person came to me. This 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 early this PhD student. I was just getting started, and she said, "You know, I like the way you write. Hmm. I appreciate someone who." who writes about bold things that doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, right from a theological perspective always, but you, but you find a way to put it in. Yes. There's a Ford scholarship. There's a grant. I think you'd be, I want to tell you, it's very competitive. Uh, no one from our school's ever gotten it, hmm. you know. Long story short, it's a $15,000 grant that I was awarded. Wow. To get me moving in school, mm. to get me, because I don't know that I could have, I could have, I could have made it there. I've never forgotten that mm. someone. Now God provided for of me, of course, yes. But yeah. I've never forgotten that God, you, because see, God does what He does in the earth realm through people. Mm -hmm. I've never forgotten that someone thought enough of me mm. to open their hand to me, mm -hmm. and and so I will. Ne there will never be an opportunity that I have that I don't try to. So beyond sowing, bringing tithes and offering in my church. Mm -hmm. I want to look for opportunities to bless people. Now, the result of I don't do it so I can get blessed, right. but the result of it is I will be blessed. Right, because so, that's just embedded that, within that, the exactly, concept. Yeah. Exactly, So this is a really power, and just so everybody knows that's hearing us here today, uh, to, to engage in a Ph.D. program, we're talking forty dollars or $50,000, upwards of $100,000, depending on what school you go Absolutely. to. And we're, that's a lot of money, folks. That's right. So $15,000, boy, Absolutely. that is that was, huge. That, man, Absolutely. I couldn't, I, I couldn't have done it without that. Yeah, that's you know, fantastic. I will never forget this. Part. I don't want to call her name. She may not want to no. be connected to it. Sure. And she could be listening to the broadcast, but she's not, though she's not in this state. But uh, it was it was it was major, and it, it it helped me turn the corner. Yes, and and all of this once again, everybody is is to this point about how do we treat our neighbor, our concern for in our context in the second hour going to be about refugee status, but of course all of this uh, coming right out of scripture and our responsibility uh, for all of this. So here's just a couple of other passages. Uh, this is about uh, social protection that God says. I execute justice for the fatherless and the widow, and he loves the sojourner, giving him food and clothing. Listen, hear about that, that again. He loves the sojourner, giving them food and clothing. This is Deuteronomy 10. If that's true, if God cares for the refugee, surely he cares for us. Surely Matthew chapter 10 says he cares for every sparrow that falls out of the tree sure. dead. Everything God cares for. And in theology, we call this God's beneficence, that's right. his benefit that's to right. us. And, oh, by the way, the benefit to us isn't simply just to Christians. It's to everybody. So should we first uh, decide whether or not the refugee is a Christian? Absolutely not. Right. Absolutely right. not. Yeah. But what happens when Christians reach out to the refugee, guess what? They might become Christians because they see sure, God's absolutely. love through that person. You know what? The less a person 
has in common with us, the greater glory God receives when we serve them. Mm. Mm. The less, the less they have, the less we have in common. Mm. I'm black, so they're white. I have some money; they have none. I am an American; they are not. I am uh, straight; they are gay. The less I have in common with them get, creates the greatest opportunity for me to show the love of Christ because we had nothing in common with Jesus. That's right. Oh, man. That, that is so <laughs> practical. I mean, seriously. If, if you have heard nothing else today, that last line from Dr. Clyde is just powerful. We had nothing in common with Jesus. Nothing. And he draws us to himself. And so how do we treat those who are totally different from us? Right, right. Every every person that uh, that Jesus died for, not one of them could claim anything in common with him except he had chosen to be human. Mm -hmm. Wow. And that whole incarnational emphasis yeah. is where we're going to be going next in our second hour. We're talking about the concept of refugee status and how to treat refugees. Certainly uh, the, the case uh, being here in Indianapolis, uh, we want to make sure to highlight the folks uh, that are actually doing those kinds of works here in Indianapolis. Let me just highlight one other passage here from uh, the scriptures as it relates to this and our responsibility uh, to take care of those who are the widow, the orphan, or the sojourner. It says very clearly in Deuteronomy 27, God withholds justice mm -hmm. from those who don't protect the widow, the orphan, or the sojourner. And this, actually, when God doesn't protect those individuals, Malachi says that this is on par with lying, sorcery, and adultery. So when we talk about the seriousness of injustice toward the refugee, mm -hmm. we are talking about things that everybody else in our culture today, oh, you mean they cheated on their spouse? Oh, you mean uh, they were involved in some kind of lying and benefit that benefited them financially? All of that is on par with our rejection of the refugee. Yeah, you know, a, 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 that is, I agree with all of that. The... A refugee um, can be defined as a as a person whose life has been diminished as a result of conflict. Yeah. Okay. The Good Samaritan in uh, Luke chapter ten is is a, an example of this mm -hmm. that we can apply here. Without getting too far into the story, some some Bible students will know that this Samaritan, half Jew, half or half Hebrew, half Gentile, had been beaten on the Jericho Road, mm -hmm. and 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 he was left robbed and left for dead. Before we deal with the Samaritan story, let's be mindful. Let's let's remind our listeners that. Two types of religious persons had seen this Samaritan mm. laying on the Jericho Road, having been beaten from the rob by the robbers mm. who, who who had once hid in clefts mm. on the Jericho Road. There were three month courses that the priest carried uh, in the temple, and as well as the, Levit the, the, the Levites. So the Levites were the praisers and the conductors of music and worship. The priest offered the prayers, so we have a pray a a, a prayer warrior and a praiser. 
who both see the condition of a man beaten and laying left for dead. And they both, the Bible says, cross over on the other side. Their response to his condition was, I'm going away from him. Uh, but uh, rather, this is not, the Samaritan is not beaten, the, the, a Jewish person is beaten. But the Samaritan sees the Jewish person in the condition of dying. This, what the Bible calls good Samaritan, who was a non-Jew, had no reason to help this person laying, who, who is dead, and is expected and understood that he expected to be hated by the person who's laying uh, half dead, who is Jewish, because... Jews don't like Samaritans. Yeah. It's yeah. the custom of the region. Mm. This Samaritan, who knows he's hated by the person who's probably laying there, decides, I'm not going to let what I know his disposition is toward me, I'm not going to let his uh, our historic conflict, but he's a refugee. Mm-hmm. Of a of the of, of the spiritual fight and mm. struggle of good and evil mm. that happens every day on that Jericho Road. Mm. I know I am a Samaritan, and I know he is a Jew, but moreover, I know he needs help. Mm. And there it is. This is the great segue into our second hour. We have uh, Jennifer Nutter coming in along with her friend uh, Winnie, and they're going to be with us for the whole second hour talking about telling us stories, actually, about their uh, refugee uh, history uh, together as well as uh, those folks that they have been helping. You're listening to Warp and Woof Radio, Radio Next TV at the Cool Groove site. We're going to be taking a two-song break, meeting our guests uh, off air and then coming back. And when we do, we're going to be hearing some great stories about Uh, how Indianapolis Christians are reaching out to the refugees around and among us here in Indianapolis. We'll be right back. And we are back, Warp and Woof Radio, Radio Next.TV at the Cool Groove site. We come to you every Wednesday from 10 until noon. And uh, this is one of those things that we love doing is uh, to uh, show people around Indianapolis, to tell people around Indianapolis and really around the world, folks are listening to us, Uh, what good things Christians are doing in and around Indianapolis. And we are thrilled today to be talking about the issue concerning refugees, and specifically refugees that live in and among us here in Indianapolis. And we have two special guests here today. We have Jennifer Nutter is here, who is, she and her family have been working with refugees for the last eight years. And we have one of the first individuals that she helped uh, in the effort of bringing this individual into the United States as a refugee. Winnie is also with us. Ladies, thank you ever so much for being here today. Thank yes, you. Thank you. Delighted to have you. We are grateful for your presence, and uh, this hour is yours, so we're just going to ask you a few questions now and then, and uh, we want to start off, of course, by this baseline question of tell us about your backgrounds, be, take turns, and then Tell us about how you met, because I think that's really a powerful idea. Mm-hmm. Um, well, uh, I am a teacher at Heritage Christian School and um, have always had a love for uh, ministry. And um, it was in December, around November of 2010. Um, I have two children, and uh, they were, we were talking about Christmas, and they were telling me everything they wanted for Christmas. And at that time, they were about 4 and 11. 
And I just thought, oh, there's more to Christmas than just everything you want. So I thought, oh, my friend has talked at church has talked about some uh, refugees that she has met. And I thought, oh, I'll ask her if there's a family maybe that we can help. And so that's what um, I did. I asked my friend Tricia at church for the name of a family that we could help. Now, this was not Winnie's family, but this was another family that Tricia talked to Winnie and found this family name uh, who's, uh, it was Claudine and her children. And it was through that that Winnie and I met because I told my friend Tricia, I said, I'd really like to meet this family before we actually uh, help them see the children and all that before we buy gifts for them. And so that is when I met Winnie because she knew Claudine, and then that's how uh, Winnie and I met. So that's kind of how our ministry got started. Mm-hmm. Once we gave them Christmas gifts, mm-hmm. and once I met Winnie, we realized that it wasn't just Claudine's family, and, and there were a whole bunch of families mm-hmm. that needed diapers and uh coats and just household things so that's how it was started for my family and i yes one is to say thanks to god who gave us this opportunity to be here yes i'm from congo drc congo in africa now i came here since 2010 june 8 almost eight years now i'm citizen i'm a mama of three kids two daughters and one son my two daughters finished the college last year by grace of God. Congratulations. And That's my great. son is... Say because of God? Yes, grace of God. Everything for me is by grace because Mama. even to come here, I started to cry on the road and I met Jennifer say, women. I say, even I didn't plan one day I can be on the radio to talk. I, she tell me, women pray. I say, uh-uh, if I pray, I will cry. Let me be strong again. (laughs) Now, I say thanks to God for this opportunity. God knows why. Even what we do is about the love of God. Mm. We met how we met. Me, when I arrived here, we arrived at midnight. They put us in the complex. We wake up wrong time and we... (laughs) <laughs> we sleep wrong time. We did it three days without it to go outside. And our case manager sent someone who speaks French to knock on the door by speaking French. And that time we go outside mm-hmm. to see everything It's outside. Now, Catholic Charity always send some uh, case manager to take care of the family arrive. Our case manager was Teresa. Teresa Johnson. Now, Teresa took us the third day to uh, welfare office. When we go, we saw a church in Speedway Baptist Church. And when Sunday arrived, I decided with my kids to go to the church. We went to the church and they asked us, what do you come to do here? We said, we come to pray. And they listen our accent. They say, this, there are new people here. And they start to give us ride, church, and home. Now, in that church, they give me some cloth and food. Always big, 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 big. In the complex, me, after two, two weeks, two weeks, I started to give my group English how 
to teach them A, B, C, D, how I started. I start, uh, our teacher was Linda. Linda decided to move to Michigan. She said, who will help the group because I don't see the teacher? One by one must go in front of to try. And when I try, she said, you are now teacher. I will take you for training. And they took me for training for ESL. I learned and I start to teach people in my apartment. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> when I start to teach them ABCD, my name people spray everywhere. And we go one day to a party in the complex. That place I met Dylan. You know, if you go to a party, you must greet people by your name. You say, my name is Win. My name is Win. And Dylan say, ah, is Win? They talk about her. <laughs> She took me. She said, I want to see your apartment and your family. My apartment was only with one chair. And she see my kids, we laughing, laughing. I didn't know if it will open for me the door up to now. Dylan so like that, she decided to talk to her family. After three days, they come to put my this um the chair in my living room the bed they bring many things to help us i was happy and she said now you know i will take you to iupy one class you will talk about the refugee i say my english is little how i will talk she said what you know it's enough let us go I say, oh, God, help me. <laughs> we go to IUPY at night. They question me. I talk a little about the refugees, and they question me. I answer. I didn't know if this thing can continue. Immediately, we finish. I go home. They give me one fifty dollars a cup, and they give me a card. They told me, Winnie. You will call us after. I showed Jalen. He said, okay, no problem. We go home. And Jalen started now to bring people in our complex. Show people eh, the refugees. Now, Trisha also came. Say, okay, I love this family. Trisha started to take us everywhere. And even to her church. Now, one day was in June uh -uh, 2010. Jennifer came to visit one family to our complex. Jennifer came with uh, some staff and some people I remember was the time for snow and they came to my home apartment and we go to Claudine's apartment. Now they help her and I see many things they give to her. Okay. After that family, they started to plan to move to another uh, state. And I tell Jennifer, Jennifer, if people come again here, I can call you. And you come to help. Say, yes, okay. We started there. Mm. That's fantastic. What a story. <coughs> what a story of, wow. of your history together. Uh, we started there. Now, up to now. It's God Himself who helps us. Mm -hmm. mm. Around Indianapolis, many churches, school, friends, they always call mm -hmm. Winnie. Hey, 
Hey, you have a need people, yes. And we connect you, help there. This is what we do. We don't choose mm. all people, like about a good Samaritan, this person, they, he helped the person in need. He didn't choose. Mm -hmm. He helped a person in need. Mm. And what we do, we help people in need. Mm. So it doesn't really matter what they look like, right. who they are. We show only the love of God. There you go. Mm -hmm. There you go. And so that's what really attracts people uh, to what, what it is that it's you do. It's not about religion. Is a human being mm -hmm. a, in need. Yes. And in need person, always be afraid or ashamed or late to show up. Yes. Mm. Uh, mm. What a powerful testimony this is uh, to suggest that you have already had a teaching opportunities here in Indiana. Eh? Yes, <laughs> teaching people English yes. and helping them to learn English. Eh? Yes, this is a marvelous thing. Uh, Jennifer, I wanted to ask you specifically to explain how and why your family started this ministry. I, you, you talked about your Christmas story a moment mm -hmm. ago, uh, but it's got to be more than that. You, you have done so many different things. I know that you came to our house, for instance, and picked up furniture one day. So <laughs> tell us about uh, why and how your family in, is invested mm -hmm. in this. Well, um, it did start with that, with wanting to show my children, you know, that there was more to Christmas than just getting things yourself. So giving. And little did I know how the Lord would use us because we were just going to help that one family. That was really our whole intent. But one thing that I just want to encourage your listeners to be open is to what God might have in store for you, um, even though you can't even imagine that I mm -hmm. never would have dreamed this. Um, and we've talked, Winnie and I have talked about this a lot, how the Lord brought us together. But um, just seeing, though, the needs, you know, uh, this family needed more diapers after, you know, we finished the Christmas time. And then uh, Winnie just, uh, would, like she said, she asked if she could tell us when there were more people. So it, it just developed into, um, uh, there was a lady there, um, Shakina, who uh, it was the winter yes, time that we yes. had lots mm -hmm. of snow. And we went into her apartment one evening and she had no lights except mm -hmm. the light mm -hmm. in the kitchen. She had no furniture. Mm -hmm. uh, she didn't speak any English. She was mm -hmm. an older lady. She mm -hmm. sat on her bed mm -hmm. uh, just because she didn't, in the dark, because she didn't know what to do. So we were able to then mm -hmm. get her... Um, Lights mm -hmm. or lamps and clothes and mm -hmm. boots. She didn't have any boots or anything. And she, I remember she had a fish in her drawer and mm -hmm. she had the milk on the counter. So we had, we helped her, you know, that the milk goes in the refrigerator and the, you know, the fish and everything. And it was really an eye opener. I think one of the greatest uh, things for our family has been our children have grown up with this. Our son now is in college and he, um, you know, has a heart to serve others and tells others about the refugee ministry. And he was at DePauw University. Um, mm. He switched to IU, but he was at DePauw, and he had conversations with some of the professors there about the ministry. So mm. um, that's what I love is the impact it's had on my children, well, and, and also on my husband and I. But it has now turned into more, um, I would teach at Heritage Christian School, and so Heritage I leave my van unlocked every day in the parking lot. And almost every day, people mm -hmm. put things mm -hmm. in my van uh, for our ministry. And um, 
also that our church is not far from the apartment complex where many of the families live. And so it has now turned into um, where we have a Sunday evening service for them. And um, we, uh, at this particular service is for the Africans who speak Kinyarwanda. Mm-hmm. And um, so they come. I arrange for all of them to be picked up, which mm-hmm. is quite mm-hmm. a feat, <laughs> driving them all there. But, um, and then uh, they have a time of worship with African music, Mm -hmm. and then our pastor does a devotional, and we have um, Armand, who is uh, our translator, and Mm -hmm. he was a refugee, came a couple years ago, and Mm -hmm. he translates in Kinyarwanda, Mm -hmm. and then we have uh, ESL class, Um, and then we have the children are back with me and some other ladies, and we, of course, teach them about the Bible. So our whole focus, and Winnie and I have talked about this many times, is to show them the love of Jesus by meeting their physical needs, mm-hmm. but ultimately mm-hmm. to have, you know, share the gospel with them so that they will come to know Jesus. Mm-hmm. And we just, a couple weeks ago at church on Sunday evening, had two 19-year-olds um, pray with our pastor mm-hmm. to accept the Lord as wow. their Savior. Mm-hmm. So wow. that's, that's what it's all about. Yes. That's what... That's what the evangelism yep. emphasis is Absolutely. all about. Absolutely. We're, we're actually going to be taking a break here, um, a one-song break. And when we come back, we're going to be spending a half hour uh, with Jennifer and Winnie talking about uh, what it is that is most powerful and important to them. Uh, you're listening to Warp and Woof Radio at radionext.tv at the Cool Groove site. And we're talking about the issue of refugee status. And that's our our principal concern for the the day. And when we return, we'll be talking more, uh, getting more stories from Jennifer and Winnie. Uh, Take a one-song break. We'll be right back. And we are back. Warp and Woof Radio, RadioNext.tv at the Cool Groove site. You hear us every Wednesday from 10 until noon. And this particular Wednesday, we were we are discussing the issue of refugee status, and specifically refugees within Indianapolis, and Christians who are doing good, Titus 3, 1, 8, and 14, uh, in and around Indianapolis, and specifically to this uh, question of refugees. So Jennifer is here along with Winnie, uh, Dr. Clyde Posley, of course, co-hosting here with us. Uh, we are grateful for you uh, to be here today. Thank you so much. And we wanted to start this next segment uh, with the issue of storytelling again, uh, tell us about the kinds of relationships that you've developed within Indianapolis. And you can take this any direction you want to go. Tell us about any relationships you want to talk about. One is about friendship uh, and unity. That is God himself who do for us. For To say us who plan it or we make something. No, 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 no. It's God himself. Because by grace of God, he make Muslim, Hindu, Christian, no religion together. Without even knowing English, we talk sometimes by sign. And God always provide people to translate for all of us. Mm. Because we can't say we plan, no. We see God daily for the ministry. Mm. That's yes. fantastic. Yeah, the, the issue of friendship is huge. Yes. And how you develop those relationships. Our show, Open Group, is about bringing the fabrics of, of cultures together. Mm. And so friendship and relationship is the cornerstone of what we do. It's mm-hmm. what we see the Bible uh, teaching us to do. Mm-hmm. That's why your, your presence here today is, is so important. 
For example, my son Shami, Shami two years ago or three years ago, Muslim from Iraq, from Palestine, who take care of him. And I'm not afraid. They say God is with him. And they take care of him. They give him food. And at night I come, I take him, and we go home. Even the place we live now, it's Muslim who connected me there. One is God himself for what we do. Mm. 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 That's fantastic. I know for me, one of the uh, special things as far as friendship and things, um, we do, like I said, we collect uh, household things and and uh, we have a storage unit where we keep all of it. So every few months, I'll call Winnie and I'll say, our storage is full, we need to make a delivery. So I uh, uh, put out emails and things to people from Heritage and from church. And anyway, we all meet at our storage and fill our vehicles. And then we go down to the apartment complex and we uh, lay it all out on some cement. But what is so neat is over the years, we've developed relationships with so many of the families in there that are still living there. So we have people from Thailand who come over and give me yes. hugs and people from, from Nepal. Iraq and yes, Syria and yes. Palestine and all Burma. the Africans. Yes. And they all will just come and jump us. to us. Yes. Yeah. And, um, you know, and again, we're just, uh, showing them the love of Jesus. And our ultimate goal is to, to share, you know, Jesus with them. And it, and he's allowed us to do that by meeting their physical needs. But just to, I mean, I never thought I would, I'm, the Lord doesn't call me to be a missionary overseas, but I always say he's brought the world in this one apartment complex. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, from all over and it's just amazing. And, you know, it this just, is, I just love it. I'm, I'm just sitting here looking at how this potpourri of, of cultures is coming together. And, and you, when you, you started off, the statement you started off with is absolutely true. God did it. Mm-hmm. God yep. did it. I, one of the things I said to Dr. Echo early, earlier on the show, in the first segment of the show, is that the less alike we are, the greater the opportunity to show the love of Christ. Mm-hmm. We, we, God, God wants, He created differences among mm-hmm. us. And so the less we are alike, the more we have the opportunity to show the love of God. Amen. Uh, we, we, real love does not take into account mm. you know, uh, what race or nationality. Or yes. Even religion. Mm. Amen. E- even religion. Mm. God sent Jonah to a group of people who were not of uh, uh, Judean faith mm. in, Nineveh, in Nineveh. Yes. God sent him. Mm. And so we your work is your work is is exemplary. It's, it's a great example of what God is expecting from all Christians. L- let me give you a little example. Please, even please do. even I tell Jennifer on the road, uh, we have another professor from Israel that is a Jewish person. Now, in the complex, we have a lady from Iraq. Mama with kids. That family, they came with Exodus. That family, they are in need. They was in need that... Now is June, April. And they tell me, I say, who will help immediately here? I think, I think, I think. I say, okay, let me send this message to Andy. 
I sent there. And the person started to say, hey, hey, you know how the Jewish people talk. They are strong. And I start to be afraid. I say, God, help me here. <laughs> Again, he said, what they need? I said, they need the money for rent and electricity. Okay. After two days, he called me. He said, come to take before he gave me 400 i went to give them after 400 and they say thank you it finished like that the man jeff go to another lady from egypt said what win ministry they do it's god why us jeff people we don't communicate with iraq people we are enemy but here she put us together Pew. Each other. Yeah. And in Africa, you don't know what is going on in Africa. In Africa, Rwandese people and the Congolese, we are enemies. But here, Americans, they don't know what is going on there. They put all of us together. Pew! <laughs> the same apartments, yeah. Mm. And we do by forget and we are immediately in the unity. Mm. It's God Himself. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's what Uh, we can say the enemy, uh, they don't understand each other because our enemy is the devil only. They don't understand each other together. They don't know. They put all of you. Pew, 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 pew. Now what you'll do is to talk, to be okay, and uh, to start to have peace without uh, to think if one day that peace can appear. That's a fantastic story to, to think that sometimes it's our context mm. that we are in, the, pe the, the institutions sure. and the countries that we're in that create the enemies to keep us apart. And, of mm. course, we know that this is the product sure. of our adversary right. who wants mm. to keep us apart. Mm -hmm. Even Jesus, before him to go to heaven in John 17, he said about unity. Mm. Uh, People, if people are in unity, they do the strong thing, the fantastic thing, because we don't have support. We don't have someone who will bring this to us. But every two weeks, many churches, they start to follow what Jennifer collect the stuff. Some, they bring the food, some... Now, eight years, we do this <laughs> without it to stop. How we found the support, myself, I don't know. But I know we have a living God with us. Mm. Mm. Now, that's a powerful testimony. Uh, this is an issue, of course, that unites all of us as Christians. doesn't matter where we're from, mm. what we look like, or mm. uh, what our bank accounts have. That really mm. doesn't matter at all mm. as far as God's concerned. Uh, you have so many other uh, individuals and groups that are invested with you uh, that you work with or in and around Indianapolis. Uh, tell us about some of those groups and those individuals. We did hear, Jennifer, from you about 
uh, how you open your van and you just let people put stuff in. That's pretty cool. Uh, tell us about some more of those kinds of things. I know um, for me, um, one of the things, our church, Eagle Creek Grace Bible Church on the west side of town is very involved, you know, um, as far as the the church service that we provide and also um, just even going into the apartment complexes and um, if you just take balls in there, mm-hmm. all the kids will come and, you know, people from my church have done that and then you can minister in that way. Um, Heritage Christian School, um, where I teach, what I love, I teach third grade, so every year one of my heart's desires is to allow or provide a few opportunities for my families and my kids and my class to be able to come help us. And so I've had many, many families from Heritage join us in delivering things. Um, So it has just reached out, and then they've told people, you know, their friends, and so it's just kind of snowballed again. This was nothing that we ever planned. It was totally of the Lord and how he has just um, provided all these things for these families. We've had times where we've delivered things, and I remember one time someone was, uh, one of the refugee families wanted an iron, Mm -hmm. and we had a whole bunch of, I mean, carloads of things, and there was one iron in there we found, you know? So there are many times like that, or winter coats, and there's been Mm -hmm. just the right Mm -hmm. size coat for Mm -hmm. it to fit all these little children, and Mm -hmm. And um, so those are uh, many of those are kind of my two biggest communities that are involved with us um, and winning prizes yes. more. Oh, for Winnie, uh, in French we say "l'ami de mon ami, c'est mon ami." The friend of my friend is my friend. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Now, how it continue? Myself, I don't know very well English. Uh, my daughters went to. Covenant Christian High School. Mm-hmm. Those part, like Debbie Makore, and she helped them to go to that school. Debbie also talked to people from uh, Covenant Christian, and she lived in Zionsville. Tell some people there. And Laura, who connected asked to Debbie also tell some friend from the place she lived before and Danville, that side Mm -hmm. and another church is here, neighborhood them connected us for another group even decided for white land, white church Mm -hmm. even now because I live in Kambi from there, I went to a church, Salvage Yard, because, but this day they closed it. From there, I met Dennis. Dennis put that thing to the Facebook, bring people also. From my new church, now I go to Kambi, is Baptist Church, French Wood. Yes. Bring people. It means, it's God himself for me. No. Is God Himself mm-hmm. bringing mm. all of that together? Yes. yes. And because I work at IUPUI, the teacher also started to know about it. Even mm. this fifteen, uh, IUPUI offer for the refugee mm. is to go to do tour in IUPUI, informatics and communication, to show them also about how the value for college how to get the scholarship or how to get the grant 
Yes, those things after they do too in that building. We need to, you and I need to talk about IUPUI because I'll be teaching there this fall. Yes. And I'm very excited to know where you are so I can come see you. Yes. Yes, that would okay. be lovely and good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jennifer, I wanted to ask you again uh, about your students in particular, perhaps not just the ones that you have right now, but also the ones that maybe you have seen through the last eight years that, you know, this ministry you've had obviously had an impact. Yes. Mm-hmm. Have you seen growth in your students and how they their, their attitudes perhaps about things and other people have changed? Oh, yes. You know, many of them have never had, my students from Heritage have never had an opportunity um, they might have other ministries, but to actually go and meet all kinds of people from different countries mm-hmm. is really eye-opening. So it is so, uh, what a reward for me to see. Usually their parents are with them as well. And mm-hmm. just to see them playing and um, holding little babies mm-hmm. and um, just interacting. And every time they say to me, Mrs. Nutter, that was the best. You know, I want to do it again. Mm -hmm. So I have many families that have done it multiple times Mm -hmm. with us, but it is just eye-opening for them to be exposed to other cultures. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. the big thing is, uh, one of our biggest challenges, of course, is communication. And, you know, when you're talking about people from all different countries, uh, there's language barriers. So mm. you do have to use mm. your hands a lot, mm. but even to have the ch- my students trying to communicate um, with other kids or trying to find them shoes or clothes that will fit, mm. it's just really a blessing. Mm. And they have, I've had child after child say, it was just so wonderful, Mrs. Mm. Nutter. And, you know, of course, we're, we're sharing Jesus with them. That's mm. the main focus mm. of, of them being down there. So... Yes, that's it's a marvelous really cool. thing. Mm-hmm. This idea of giving to others. We were talking about that in our first hour that's and right. the power of the give, giving to others and what that means. That's right. And how transformative it is for, for the Christian life. Mm-hmm. That the number one priority of Christians is to give. Mm-hmm. The greatest way we glorify God is how we treat others. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think the most important work in the New Testament uh, in the world is the word grace. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there it is. Undeserved mm-hmm. favor. Right. So uh, tell us a little bit more, Winnie, about your experience here in Indianapolis. Um, how have you been received by others? How have you felt uh, being in the United States of America? Uh, tell us about some of your experiences. Yes, thank you. Uh, you know, a refugee to come here is happiness. Mm. A land of a, the dream. Mm. You are happy to go to America. We didn't plan to come here in Indiana, but God opened for us to come here. Is happiness. Even I remember we left Kenya to here. I slept little. <laughs> yes, I remember that. In me was joy in me. I didn't plan any time if one day I will go to another country, especially in America, I didn't plan, but God planned to us. Now, to be here, to eat food, to change life is something good for me. And that joy, many people, they always say, Winnie, why your joy never ends? <laughs> <laughs> I, I always be happy. Mm. Yes, something good. You know, a single mom, 
help her kids two daughters to finish the college and now uh, one working in ascend and for her to return back again to to do masters and another is in methodist she want to return back next year for to be a physician assistant it's god mm. They did four years at the college. They went to private school. They live in Taylor University. Miracle. I always be happy. My little boy go to Kingsway. How we pay. It's God. We need to sleep to a new house in America is God. Mm. What I know, if you do a little thing to people, God himself will reward you. I'm housekeeping in IUPY in that building. Mm. But my life, it's not like a housekeeping. Mm. Mm. Every day is the testimony and to say, Thank you, Jesus. Mm. Help me to see you one day face to face. <laughs> yes. All of our issues. We, we, we should, we should, we should, be, we should know that we're Our problems pale in significance to the problems that other people face. It's why I told Jennifer if we can read Malachi 3 10. And I know in the French you read in English. <laughs> <laughs> yes, if she can read. The Bible. Oh, yes, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. So, yes, the, the importance and the power of Scripture in life and what that means to us doesn't matter what language it's in, you know, yes. that, that, that we're uh, focused on uh, what does the Bible say. Go ahead. Okay. Malachi 3.10. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse mm-hmm. so there will be enough food in my temple If you do, says the Lord of heaven's armies, I will open the windows of heaven for you. I will pour out a blessing so great you won't have enough room to take it in. Try it. Put me to the test. Amen. Now, uh, you know, a big problem to us, Christian, we see our problem. We forget that uh, scripture told us to tempt uh, God himself. When you put your tithe to the church, that tithe is God himself who helps you to have that and you put in the church. And how God will open the window, even you, you will not be able to understand. Mm. Now, even you can help someone, please put something to the church. Mm. We always forget that. And that helped me. Since I started to understand that uh, scripture, I say, hey, let us put the tithe. 
really my life started to change mm. up to now. Even now we build the church in Africa. She, mm. uh, we continue to help it, to build the church. I will show you in after. Uh, in yes. Now, the in the look about Peter and Jesus. You remember the sea. Jesus walked on the sea and all was afraid and Peter, uh, Jesus said is me and Peter said if he is you allowed me to come and Jesus said come and Peter is a man like us walk on the sea like God himself amen now when Peter look at Jesus he walk on the sea when Peter removed the eyes to Jesus, he started to sink. As now we started to see our problem, we forget to see, look at Jesus. Jesus is the answer of our need. Amen. That'll preach. Now when we focus to him, is the answer. Mm. And the money is the problem. Put it to the church. Mm. They start helping me. They always tell people about tight, about put the man to the church. It depends of people. Now, if you you listen that, you can say, let me try. And God himself will open for you the window. Mm. That's marvelous. Amen. All from Malachi chapter 3 and verse 10. We just have a couple of minutes left here uh, in our program today. Okay. And uh, I know that sometimes it's difficult to keep our keep our comments short, but I'm going to ask you to do that. Um, if you could each take a minute mm. and tell us uh, in your own words what you want our listeners to remember. Uh, what's the one thing you want to leave our audience with? You have one minute for Winnie and one minute for Jennifer. Whoever mm. wants to go first. Okay. Um, I wanted to kind of tie it all together before I actually said that part of it, just showing how it works with Winnie and I, a recent example. Um, she, Catholic Charities or Exodus, informed her of a couple that had just arrived. This was just a couple weeks ago. And so Winnie called me and said, Jennifer, a new family has arrived, a husband and wife. And we have, um, through Winnie and I, we've put together welcome baskets mm -hmm. where we put mm -hmm. detergent and soap and things. And we always include a Bible. Bible. We both agree that's the the word of God is where it's at. So we Amen. give them mm -hmm. all Bibles. And so it turns out that um, she gave them a welcome basket on Saturday. And I told them, make sure you tell them about church because they speak Kenyarwandan. So anyway, as it turns out, Sunday evening, um, we picked them up and brought them to church and um, gave them a Bible in Kinyarwanda and a Bible in Swahili. They wanted one of each. So both of us agree that, I mean, the the word of God and we try to get it in their language if we can't we give them English because you never know how the Lord is going to use that so that is a uh, example that just yes. happened last week and yeah. um, as far as one thing to leave with our listeners I know for my family and I be open to how the Lord wants you to minister because you never, ever know. And a verse in 4 Peter 4.10 says, Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in various forms. And just be willing, be in the word daily so that you're aware of what he wants you to do. 
That's fantastic. Yes, winning. for Winnie is in um, Matthew 6, 33. Seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all will add it to you. This is what I can give people. Mm. And me too. Mm. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Yes, thank you for thank your you for having us. Yes, for your passion, for your care for others, for your compassion for other mm-hmm. people. And the fact that there's a new church actually taking place. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's right. That's right. Yes. And people are once again as as Americans being uh being reminded that we have so much and that we can give so much back to other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. We're grateful for your words today, for your testimony uh, in and around Indianapolis, and for actually practicing Titus 3. Thank you for that. Amen. Thank you. Yes. Mm-hmm. God bless you. You are listening to Warp and Woof Radio, radionext.tv at the Cool Groove site. And next week, we have a couple of special guests coming in next week, talking about leadership from a psychological point of view. Very, very interesting uh, mentorship Uh, A team of two men coming in next week. You won't want to miss them. Dr. Clyde Posley, Dr. Mark Eckel, Dr. Clyde, it's uh, wonderful to be with you again here today. Pleasure is all mine, my friend. Thank you so much for joining us. And uh, if you see us later on YouTube Live uh, or if you hear our podcast later on, uh, make sure to connect to ComminiusInstitute.org or .com and check out all of the various uh, videos and podcasts that are there, essays as well. And uh, if you want to become a partner to Cominius Institute, do so. Go to our partnership page. Uh, the donate button's there. Uh, easy to see for everybody. Uh, until next week, uh, we are thankful for you being invested and involved in Indianapolis and throughout uh, Indianapolis doing good. And thankful for those who have sown into Cominius. Yes, and grateful again for those who have given this week uh, huge gifts coming in this last week. We are very grateful for uh, our patrons around, in and around Indianapolis. Warp and Woof Radio, we'll talk to you again next week. Thanks. We'll see you then.